0: fox thank you for joining me here on remotely renee um i'm really excited because we actually had a conversation before but the wi-fi was hating and it was with the, <laughs> it was with the WBA, or uh you know we were doing some things so i want to run it back but let's yeah. start at the beginning you know so okay. you, you when you were young i always like to ask people this when you were young did you know you wanted to get in entertainment did you know you wanted to be an actress author entertainer like what was young miss Vivica Fox thinking about
1: well I was always my mama's hyper child I'm gonna keep that real you know what I mean I used to just always be into everything um, and and I love my mama for that because we were raised across the street from the church so okay. she used to always send us over there to always do activities choir rehearsal Bible study. And then, so that then led to when I got older, when I got in school, um, my dad was an athlete. He played basketball. So growing up, I played basketball, volleyball, track, and I was a cheerleader. Okay. Been type A personality. I got the modeling and acting bug my senior year in high school. I fell in love with Michael Jackson and Diana Ross. I had went to their concerts, and I had never seen such amazing African-Americans perform and you know Diana Ross came out with the hair and the nails yeah, come on oh, now. <laughs> yes so they were my motivation to then move to California yeah so you moved to California
0: that's where you went to college and then yeah. that's where you started filming with Soul Train right was that like your first <laughs> big? come on like because you was talking about the big hair and stuff and I'm like you did Soul Train so <laughs> what was I did? It like getting that yes for, for Soul Train because that I mean it's still big to this day now, even they've revamped it but stuff like yeah. you're one of the
1: OGs on social yes, Kids. yes. I was on there when Don Cornelius yeah. uh was hosting. Uh, I was a little bit after the era of the froze though. Um, I was what was <laughs> Well, that? I know that <laughs> Yes. Okay, no, because I was like, whoa oh, child, pay me that much now. <laughs> no. No, but I am an OG, Uh, but yeah, no, you know, I had just moved out to California uh, one month after I graduated from high school and the people that I was living with in Orange County, they used to head up to LA and they were like, yo, you want to go to Soul Train? I was like, Soul Train, are you kidding me? What? And so when I got there, you know, they pick you to dance on the risers, like that's a compliment. So I had on my little gray dress, my graduation dress with the shoulder pads, get it, get it. And then I got picked to do the Scrabble Award, and so then after that it was like I just started going. And then years later, when I became Vivica Fox, um, I hosted the Soul Train Awards uh, several times uh, for Mr. Don Cornelius. Um, may he rest in peace. He was a wonderful man and gave a lot of wonderful actors, dancers, um, entertainers an opportunity to shine. You know, that was like our American Bandstand. Yeah, it was, and so. You've
0: been a part of some just iconic stuff. And then we just talked about Soul Train. But when I say iconic, I grew up in a household where soaps was on every day. And so you start, you did Days of Our Lives, you did Generations. So what was that like being a part of like something that you knew was people watch every day religiously, like people watch their soaps and you're on it. What is it like being one of those those homesteads?
1: Yeah, you know, that was such a huge like when I got my first part I got was on generation yeah generations was the first fully integrated soap opera where the african-american uh family had as big of a storyline as the white um storyline and it's a white family and then from there uh let me see I got days of our lives actually I started on days of our lives and then it went to generations and then young and the Restless. when i got to work. okay we're right with miss chancellor and jill and jack and all of them oh you couldn't have told me i didn't make it okay you but, did yeah, you and did. then that actually uh young and the restless led to me getting independence day because the okay. producer's wife was at home pregnant and they were having a hard time finding the character jasmine and i hit my agent and said, hey, how come I'm not getting an opportunity to do an um, uh, uh, audition for Independence Day? She said, oh baby, you just own a soap opera. You don't have a big enough name. And I know. Wait, and so what? She, yeah, but that was back then. Independence Day was the first like $60 million budget. Like it was the first of the summer breakout blockbuster films so what that was
0: now, that like though being on the set of one of those mega major budget films i mean a 60 million production yeah. I, I just have to think that things look a little 20 different
1: 20 years right? ago <laughs> yeah 20 years ago 20 yeah.
0: years, ago. 20 so, years like, ago what was that like like what was different like what did you notice right away like this is a big budget i mean this is a big set
1: well when we walked into the one set and there was an actual spaceship there <laughs> yeah. i said oh we got some money So there's a lot of money, as a matter of fact. Uh, But just the sets. And then we filmed in Wendover, Utah. Um, And just the sets and the wardrobe and the other actors that were there, from Will Smith to Judd Hirsch to uh, Jeff Goldblum. I mean, the Harry, 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 Harry kind of junior. Like, the cast was just every day. Bull Pullman, I mean, was just like, wow, wow. It was just, yeah, it was lovely. It was star-studded. And then the premiere, the premiere took up the entire Westwood, not the block Westwood. Like we took over the whole area, the whole area. It was when I got out of the home that night, I was like, (laughs) you know, I was starstruck. I was like, okay. Oh, right. We doing big things. And was that like the one,
0: because I know that Set It Off came shortly after that. Was that the one that like even the people from home, family members, like was that the one that kind of just put you out there like on the map or did you
1: already feel like you were out there? Well, you know, Independence Day definitely took me to another stratosphere of, you know, it made $800 million worldwide. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Big numbers. And so that made me like highly visible. The phone, I did five movies back to back to back from Independence Day, Set It Off, Booty Call. Come on. Uh, right, Why the Fools Fall in Love. Like the phone never stopped ringing, Listen okay? Listen to the movies you just
0: listed. Like, come yeah. on, Miss Vivica. Hey, fuck, <laughs> like, that, like you're iconic. I don't know if people tell people this while they're alive, you know, cause we like to wait, but you are an icon. Like not just in our community, but just period. Like, so, I, like, cause I'm, I, you know, this before we did our live, but I really wonder, like, you started out modeling and that was crazy too. Yes. So you just got discovered on the, like, you just got discovered, like, we all wish we did when we were at the coffee shop, like, oh, who, me? Like, <laughs> you, that really happened to you. It did. But, but then all of these different roles started to unfold. Was there a certain point where it was just you were working and you didn't even realize what was happening? Like, do you still realize, like, what you've done almost? Because, you know, with me in sports, like once you stop, that's when you really start to look back. But while I'm playing, I'm just worried about the next championship. Is Word. it the same
1: with you kind of while you were in it? You're definitely on that treadmill of success. Yeah, That's what that is, um. where you're like, what's next? What's going on? Yeah, What movie? What I got to get this part. I got to get that. And I'm going to tell you something. Now, later in life, I've taken the time to smell the roses, yeah. um, to... Like now I'm sitting in my office and there's two can play that game, soul food, booty call that I've had the posters all framed in my house um, or in my office and it Bill. Yeah, Kill Bill's (laughs) over there. Um, uh, But but also to take a time to relax. Like I used to just work so much, work so hard that I built several homes that I never even swam in the pool. Crazy. Or that I never went and sat in the backyard and had a cup of coffee and said, wow, Angie Fox, cause that's my middle name. Okay,
0: Look, what,
1: look where you at now, Angie Fox from 38th and Emerson in Indiana. Come Indiana. On! Look at you now, Vivica Fox. That now I have, I moved into a new beautiful home that um, I enjoy, pandemic made me enjoy it because you know we all slowed down and yeah. production isn't going on as much. But I do every morning I wake up to a beautiful view, my pool, um, looking at, you know, my roses, my, my, my ach- career achievements and saying, thank you, God, this has been amazing. And, you know, nowadays we losing people left and right. You know, I'm waking up this morning, losing Mary Wilson, who did my podcast show and, you know, Sissy Tyson, like they go in threes that, we all got to take the time like what you're doing right now and celebrate careers Mm -hmm. and achievements and not just go oh you just did that that was cool you know it's like no yeah no we don't do that over here you did that we don't do that over
0: here so you like you're getting a chance to enjoy the fruits of your labor and i love that because some people work all the way until they never get to enjoy it and you talk about now kind of just you you're taking the time to look back you wrote a book and so just tell just tell me about that because just a side note, Ray Allen, you know, Hall of Famer, basketball Hall of Famer. He yes. went, he promised to write a book because he said you need to tell your own story, and that as yeah. Black people, we need to have our stories told. So you wrote a book.
1: Tell me about yes. it. Gosh, my book was called Every Day I'm Hustling. Because y'all know Vivica, every day I'm hustling. (laughs) Every day I'm hustling. But it really was about me, like, you know, being a woman in my 50s that's having an amazing resurgence in my career. Most of the times at 50 years old, they're putting women out to pasture. Like, you ain't got it no more. You can't get it no more. You done. Wrong. Because, you know, baby boomer nowadays is fine, honey. Ain't got no problems. Things is good. We got several jobs. You know, let's just keep that real. He's so it's about me it's about me sharing the secrets of my success because actually my publicist BJ Coleman helped me get my book deal. I did, didn't think I was ready to be an author. And he says, Vivica, you are doing so well. You're taking care of yourself, share the secrets of your success so that other women and other people will know that you've fallen and you figured out a way how to pick yourself back up. You are excellent businesswoman who does movies, who's writing a book. You're an author. You have your own hair collection. You know, You've had good relationships, bad relationships. You've experienced life. You ain't got to tell all kiss and tell nothing like that. Just share the secrets of your success. And so that's um, was was what my book is about. Every day I'm hustling is how to go to the next chapter in life gracefully. How to know, like my daddy said, when one chapter is over to put a period on it and turn the page and keep it moving.
0: I love that. I love that. Really, I do, because I mean, I don't even know if you saw, but today I actually just announced my retirement. So <gasps> the everyday, <laughs> no way, Did you literally right before I got on here with you, I announced my retirement. So you're kind of talking to me right
1: now. And I said, you didn't even know it, but yeah. So I like Wait, that. Smart- now, look, I got to ask you a question. Why? <laughs> right. Why? You were just ready to move on?
0: Yeah, you know, like I felt like I had started so many things and I wanted to see them all the way through and I knew I wouldn't be able to do both. So I kind of had to make the decision that like I do wanna see these things through. So I gotta give up something. And I was just happy with my career and where I was. You know, I opted out last year and so it just it felt right. And so I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna do it. So you're talking to me about every day I'm hustling and I'm like, let me read auntie's book because it's about the pivot it's about just reinventing yourself and I mean you've easily done that you're a star on one of the bigger shows right one of the biggest shows out in empire I mean I watched the scene too and you had a scene where it's I don't even know we shouldn't call it domestic violence but it was about mental health that it was your son and it was it was intense you know and can you just talk about preparing for such an emotional scene like because that scene I'm telling you like it was I felt like I was wanted to be mad at you but then I also felt yeah. you and it was just yes. like you drew out that much emotion so talk about like how do you prepare for strong hard roles like that
1: well I love doing the show empire working with Taraji and Tasha Smith my sisters and Terrence Howard and Jesse Smollett the cast was just stellar and amazing but that scene my character was the bougie one you know like nothing was wrong in her life everything was great you know come to find out her son was dealing with mental illness and I thank Taraji for that more than anything else that Taraji now she has a Facebook show that's out that she deals with mental illness uh she's Went and testified in front of in front of the Supreme Court about us, especially African Americans, yep. for us to be able to talk about mental illness. You don't have to hide it. You don't have to run for it. Things happen, and the quicker that you can find out what's going on in here, the better of a person you can be. So that scene, um, I, you know, to be honest with you, we 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 had some scenes that were intense all the time Yo, dude, empire, show you know intense. what I mean it was, right, was just lit you know and so the the gentleman that played my son um I'm sorry I can't remember his name right now but he and I we talked about uh safety things about you know because he was when Chirachi came to the house he was attacking me yeah and he was scared to like he was like kicking me with like little jazz kicks I was like boy if you don't kick me I did kill Bill come on Come on, kick me, get it in there. And I had a little thing on out, but we wanted the scene to be as in your face and raw as possible. And we delivered that. And then my character turned on her sister because she felt threatened for her son. Yeah. And she had been so used to protecting her son that she, that was just Mama Bear. And so I remember turning on her and doing that scene. And she even went, Whoa, V.
0: Like we all did what Taraji did. I was like, okay, <laughs> like that yeah. was a performance in a half. And so the reason I say that is because this is recent, and you talked about pivoting every day. I'm hustling a woman in her 50s, Like you're thriving. When I go to the when I'm playing against the Sparks, I see you on the jumbotron because you have a hairline. So just like I, you have a lot going on. I want to yes. talk about everything. So. First of all, how did you get involved in having a sponsorship with the Sparks? Because I love mm-hmm. to see women that are successful giving back to women's sports because we see it all the yeah. time in men's sports. As soon as they get money, they're sitting courtside. They're, yeah. you know, like that's the the male athletes, the male celebrities. It's, cool. it's a celebrity role at the NBA games. You're somebody that almost every time I went to a Sparks mm-hmm. game, you were there, you were courtside. I saw your your hair on the, they had like- hey out cam. Yes,
2: <laughs> I saw that. I
1: should have been paying attention to the game, but I saw that. Tell yeah. me about how you got involved with the Sparks. Well, that was my way of giving back because a lot of the girls from the WNBA was in my movie, Juwana Man. Oh, snap. Yes, yes. A lot of the girls, like back in the day, what was it? Cynthia? Cynthia Cooper. Yes, yeah, Cynthia Cooper. Uh, Diana. Uh, I never can pronounce her last name. Taurasi? Yes, yeah, she got yeah. her name right. Okay, yeah. we just call her White Chocolate. Okay? Come on! <laughs> <What laughs> She's the white, white, she the white mom, but right. Yeah. Um, but all of those girls um, did my film back in the day, and they came down. They had no attitude uh they played girl I tried to play with them and embarrass myself because I I played basketball in high school like I said but child them girls I said okay this is another level (laughs) so they was going by me I had a stunt double who thank God was going in there but I had a good jump shot okay so anyway years later when I got the hairline Uh um and we became successful it was my way of giving back of letting everyone else know hey we got to support women's sports and so i in that deal i get to sit front row and cheer very loudly which you know i was loud oh you were yeah (laughs) i was getting crunk cussing out the referees and everybody
0: (laughs) no but i love that though i love that i love like when, when people go there and they're not too cool for school, like you were literally cheering, you were yelling. And even though we were the opposing team, like yeah. I like those kind of environments, like as an athlete, like that's the kind of environment you want to be in. So I love to, I love to see that now you're not only, we've already talked about you being an author an actress, yes. a model and now an entrepreneur. <laughs> you're also a producer. Like, yes. I mean, let's just put it out there. You also produce many, not just a one time, like you've done many projects. What is it like being on the other side of the camera. You know, like you're used, to, we know you're used to being in front of it. What is it like being on the other side?
1: Well, like you said, I am now on my twenty-fifth film for Lifetime Movie Network. Uh I have a friend, 25. Yes. Matter of fact, one's coming out Thursday. Uh, The Wrong Valentine. So what's this is what's it called? The Wrong Valentine. Okay. And I always deliver the cheesy line. Honey, you just met the wrong Valentine. <laughs>
0: so anyway we come uh, to expect from lifetime though so you got to give the people what they want
1: absolutely so uh it's called the so wrong it's right franchise and i've produced and starred in all 25 films and yeah and every year we do five to six films for the lifetime movie network and a christmas film and uh so they just keep coming back and I'm grateful to the Lifetime Movie Network and Lifetime Network because they were the first network to give me as an African-American woman my own series called yeah. Missing. And then from there, we used to you make an NCAA brain.
0: award for that, right? Didn't you get an NCAA award for that? I did, I come did. Now, best, best
1: Actress. Come on, let's talk Professor about Hanks. it. Oh, sorry, I had to yes. be giving That's out flowers. Right. We're giving out flowers here. Yeah. And then um, we used to make it rain with the strippers every Wednesday. with are <laughs> <this> black magic. <laughs> yes, for the culture. For the culture. Hey, I had to let the girls know on Wednesday, I brought you the ultimate night out, okay? Yes, we go. too can make it rain, okay? <laughs> I love it. I love and it. then... After that, then after that, then here came the movies. So yeah. Lifetime has been so wonderful to me. And I'm so glad that Lifetime, especially not only embraces women, but they tell African-American stories from the Clark sisters yeah. to, wait, they just did Salt and Pepper, even I don't like that, yeah. but that was okay. but they, but they do, I know, girl, we always kind of like, oh, damn, y'all going to do spin like that all, oh. but that's okay. I mean, yeah, things happen. Yeah. They, they did the Wendy Williams story, you know, like their story, they, they're always doing things and giving black women chance to direct and produce. So we love them.
0: No, that's, and I'm glad you brought that up because black women in sports media, black women on, in TV, entertainment, yeah. black women in modeling, it's a tough field. You know, yeah. like if you just look around, I'm a black woman in sports media. I'm in a male dominated sports yeah. media. I'm in the NBA. I, I call NBA games. You've been <gasps> Do you the- really? I call the Hawks. Yeah, I'm
1: an analyst for the Hawks. <laughs> okay, no wonder you was like so listen, y'all can go in the practice. I <laughs> got to go. To- <laughs> yeah, so
0: so it's, I understand what it's like. like It's different, you know, almost we're almost held to a higher standard. Can you just talk about the industry, the entertainment industry has come a long way when it comes to champion black women? Yes. You've been there for a while. Can you just talk about that?
1: sure absolutely I mean like look at us what we have now we have Shondaland come on Shondaland okay come on Shondaland who um employs so many african-american directors Debbie do y'all know that Debbie Allen um uh, uh directs a whole bunch of the uh Grey's Anatomies no the Grey Anatomy yes yeah, girl no. Debbie Allen not only does she get in front of the camera sometimes she'll actually she plays a uh, jesse williams mom on the show
0: I and love that. Yeah, i know of- that shonda was gray's anatomy how to get away with murder yes. scandal bridgerton so you yeah. yeah i know shonda is has big sets
1: yes absolutely so but now it's because women are supporting other women and that's not being afraid to give women power positions yeah. directing producing writing Having your own studios—it's been a long time coming. And the only thing I can tell you is, it's about damn time. Yeah. Because we have been paving the way and doing a lot of the work, and not being compensated as much as what we should have for years. Yeah. Yeah, No, you—you
0: just said something. Viola Davis talked about this a lot. I mean, she kind of just put it out there. She compared her and Meryl Streep's careers in a sense of tit for tat, like this film, that film, this film, that film. And the pay disparity was dramatic to say the least. And I think that a lot of people don't realize that. A lot of people see like, oh yeah, that's Viola Davis. And they just assume that Viola Davis is getting the money that Viola Davis deserves, but it's not necessarily the case. And so I always try to tell people like, Things don't get fixed until people have to address it. So I talk about it, you know, even in the sports industry world. And so I wanted to ask you, with everything going on with sports and COVID, what's a way that in the entertainment industry, like what's a way that you guys are getting, like, are going to be moving forward? Because people have asked me, like, how is sports going to get out of the, you know, (laughs) I know, like, and that's a hard question. I know, but like, you are a producer, you're an actress, like, like, what is the temperature like right now as far as in the acting world?
1: Well, the big movies um, were, are starting to come back a little bit more. Uh, for myself, for uh, my lifetime movies, we, we, everyone, first of all, everyone has to get COVID tests. You know, uh, then you, when, you're on, when you walk onto the set, you gotta take a temperature. Like, it's very, very uh, COVID cautious. And so everybody that's in production has on their mask get the temperature taken when when you arrive, everything is sterilized, you know, everyone has to take one, two, three, four, every time you turn around, you're taking a COVID test, you know, but I appreciate that. So, you know, things are coming back slowly but surely, but can I tell you, when I look at the games, like, okay, the NFL, Super Bowl, that was the most we had seen of an audience. It's so weird to watch the WNBA games and the NBA games with no audience. And the, and the and the and the and the college games with no audience. So I'm hoping that everyone is not afraid to get vaccinated, uh, take your COVID test, wash your hands, wear your mask, yo. We will get through this together.
0: Thank you. That's you what
1: I'm trying and to. It's, yeah, and so especially people the, are
0: discouraged right now, like they can't see any way out of it. And it's like there's a way out of it. Serena yes. Williams and them just played at the Australia Open, and they had a full
1: yeah like,
0: full arena full of people. Because yes. They got through it. They did what they had to do. So I wanted to hear, I, I'm glad you said that because I say it all the time. Like this is people see this moment as like forever. It's not just it's not. calm down. We'll get through it. Stay optimistic. I always try to end things on a, on a, a light note because a lot of people are struggling during this time. Rightfully so. Yes. Like, like you said, we've lost legends, but just moving forward. I always like to ask people one last question and it's just, how are you connecting while being remote like how are you staying connected to people with not being able to go see family as normally as you do and like how what's your way of staying connected or staying level
1: yeah well for me you know thank god we're now doing zoom yeah that we can reach out and act like it's we would have been in the studio, I would have came, hey, we would have hugged, all of that kind of good stuff, but Zoom has helped a lot, that girl, now I got my own lights, backdrop, <laughs> I got the whole You're night going now. on, you know what I'm saying? I mean, but you know, we, we, we have to keep moving forward. I, I've never played a victim. i would never try to feel sorry for myself. It's like, okay, y'all, how can we adjust? And so, uh, professionally, you know, I, I've worked more than ever during COVID. I've been very fortunate. So, like, I don't you know what I mean. Me
0: too, and I've like bit like things are exploding right now during COVID. Yes. So that's because I think it's the mindset. I agree have a certain mindset, but yeah, it continues. Yeah, and
1: so, and then I also stayed with the people um, who, like when I did socialize, as far as people coming over my house, it, we were all like a small bubble, small get togethers, uh, very honest with each other. I actually took a vacation to Tulum and I rented a house uh, because usually I go celebrate my birthday every year with my brother. And we missed, we was like, yo, we need some Caribbean and some water and some what? sunshine, yeah. you know? So, but it was 12 of us and every person had to show their COVID, t- COVID test results.
0: That's it. That's it. But that's the thing. I mean, there's COVID compliancy. And that's what yes. all of I said. People just to do what you're supposed to do. It works. Uh, Miss Vivica Fox, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for hopping on here with me. On you're welcome. Renee. I, I mean, listen, Hall of Famer and everything that you do. And I know that's a sports term, but legend. I got it. Legend, <laughs> icon. All of the above, trailblazer. I mean, I'm a fan and thank you so much for joining me.
1: You are so welcome. And I'm just glad that we got a do-over because I was really (laughs) upset about that first one. I was like, wow, dang, y'all gonna play me like that. So I'm glad that we got to do this over. And I want to give you your flowers. Congratulations on your retirement. Congratulations on all the gifts that you gave the WNBA. I wish you nothing but a beautiful new chapter and books. Your own show, all of that. You just In your done.
0: mouth, thank you. Y'all heard that. That's listen, I'm <laughs> clipping that. Like right after we get off of here, I'm gonna tell my
1: manager to clip that.
0: Thank you, thank you, thank you. You're welcome.